startups that are bootstrapped, they're really businesses already. The problem is when you do that, you're most likely going to hire awesome people who are going to do awesome things. To me, that's that's maybe there's a way to just kind of start over a little bit. Hey, listener, this is Adam Beta. My name is Peter Soom, and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit, and I'm the founder of Reform. And on this podcast, you get to follow along on our startup journeys. Don't forget to check out our website on adabeta.fm to find our entire back catalog and other resources, including our Start Here page for new listeners. Let's go. Hey, Matt. Peter Soom, how are you? I'm good. Much better than you. <laughs> how are you? Fantastic. Why do you ask? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, like, it's one of those mornings where uh, I get to call a bunch of people who, you know, and deal with calling a lot of 1 800 numbers this morning to follow up on things, if you know that, that experience and not getting resolution. So, uh, but I'm good now. Back to be back in my work desk where I can actually influence things and work on things that bring me joy. I'll cheer you up with uh, recording a podcast. Thank it you. always works. Perfect timing. It Perfect always timing. works. <laughs> I was actually uh, listening back to some old uh, out of beta podcasts. I yeah, was I listening to tweet. some of the podcasts around um, the time when we started Reform. It's mm. it's so awesome to have this resource and just kind of be able to just like jump into your uh, mind space a year ago and just oh, basically God. hear what you were thinking. And I th- like... Not many people have hours of themselves talking from like different periods in their lives, so it's yeah. uh, it's quite cool. Uh, I agree. It it's kind of funny because I often think, uh, and this is true of other people who record these things. You know, <laughs> one day it's going to be completely possible for like future generations or, or whomever to literally listen to their grandfather great-grandfather whoever yeah. like talk about his business for hours which is yeah. so because we we don't have that for you know my father grandfather what is so i think that's really i mean hopefully it's a, a benefit i don't know if anybody's actually going to want to do that but if this works out maybe they will <laughs> so yeah we'll see yeah. my great-grandfather had a little book uh where he basically wrote down all his expenses like the, oh, pe- on the so penny good yeah and it's like he gave like you know and my great grandmother had an allowance for clothes and stuff like that, and it's all in the book. Oh, incredible! That's incredible. Yeah, like that's stamps, great. That, literally everything he bought is in that book. That's a treasure. Yeah, I. Um, yeah. One of the things I discovered uh, after my dad passed away was that he actually did take the time for like two, three, four years before that to fill out like this um, this journal or this diary that asks you all these like probing questions about your childhood and like what your life was like oh. or whatever and. I, I mean, it's so cool to find that. Like, I found that afterwards. And I was, like, blown away. It was amazing. But that's, um, hopefully, what we're doing has, like, one-tenth of the value <laughs> for future <laughs> folks. <laughs> but yeah. that's cool, hey, man. Yeah, uh, great grandkids. I hope yeah, you if you're have listening. a successful SaaS business. If you actually look this up, I guess things worked out or maybe went terribly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry about my jeans. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but, but as a personal asset or business asset i mean i like what you're doing of compiling this stuff maybe, maybe we can get it compiled into some more like, I will. searchable I'll, format 
I'm going to listen through all of it eventually and takes notes when I, when I get to mm. put up like a, an art of beta website, that's better than the one we currently have. Like the, the one where I'm basically talking about, there's like a, basically a post-mortem for branch. That's like, mm. it's just you and I just like being really honest because I'm not trying to, at that point, I'm no longer trying to convince anyone that branch is a good idea. It's almost the opposite. So we just kind of mm. tear it apart <laughs> <laughs> and um it's uh it's called big news it's on the website i'll link to it in the show notes as well if i remember and um that one is really good like it has a lot of good like jobs to be done stuff in there uh the f- progress for i always forget what it's called can you help me <laughs> uh the progress forces of progress framework forces whatever for- forces of progress fop there you go yep yeah <laughs> And then the, the one after that is when I um, start talking about reform. That's called uh, New Horizons, I think. It's a good cool. podcast as well. Yeah, nice. but I'll link those. Um, and we still have a sponsor, which is Snapshooter. And uh, I got some good feedback on our sponsor sec- segment uh, last week. Ooh, so um, Good. Let's, let's incorporate we'll the feedback. It. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, as I said last time, Snapshooter is an awesome service for doing backups of all types of servers. It started out as a way to back up DigitalOcean droplets, but now they basically support anything you would want to back up, files, databases, servers, websites. They have recipes for everything like WordPress websites, SQL databases, anything. And uh, they're giving our listeners uh, 50% off for the first half year if you use the coupon code out of beta and uh, yeah I've been using it for years it's great I've mentioned it many times in this podcast there's even a tweet a Peter Zoom tweet on the checkout page uh, or the pricing page that talks about like how it's one of the no-brainer tools I pay for and I actually just realized that there's a free plan like you can you could sign up now you can go to snapshooter.com sign up for a free account and create one daily backup so if there, you have anything valuable like a database and you're not using like, snapshooter you could for free get that extra redundancy of just having a daily version of that database without paying anything um and nice you know hopefully you won't need it but if you do uh, you'll be happy you did it so uh, i hope a lot of our listeners will do that uh, I hope a lot of our listeners will pay as well because the prices start pretty low and mm-hmm. uh, then you get more fine-grained, uh, t- basically, uh, schedule scheduling options for your backups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people should check that out. Um, mm. I, I can thing, uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, I can add a little value here. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a point to look into it, ask my team if we should sort of get one of the larger plans because I know we have daily backups right now with AWS, but I, I think higher resolution might be nice. So I'll... I'll let folks know how that goes. <laughs> well, you know what the coupon is now. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, one of the things that I actually find super interesting about Snapshooter, um, and I, I've talked to Simon about it many times, the founder, is the fact that it started out as just DigitalOcean and backing up droplets because uh, DigitalOcean's own droplet backup service is, is basically you get one backup a day, which is uh, not... Uh, very good if you have a lot of stuff happening in your database every day so you want mm-hmm. more you just basically want a higher frequency of backups right um we actually have 
point in time backups for the past seven days with our uh, the the hosting setup we have on DigitalOcean. But you know, what if DigitalOcean was just down or what if that didn't work or if we accidentally over over like what if we realized that a week ago is actually not far enough back because something bad happened like two weeks ago that we didn't realize mm-hmm. it's just good to have more backups basically i don't think you can Absolutely. have too many backups um but yeah so i think it's really interesting uh the challenge that simon has is basically he started out as a digital ocean add-on almost it's not an add-on it's a standalone SaaS, but in 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 a sense it is and his main acquisition channels are people searching on Google for DigitalOcean backup, whatever, or right. um, and and what they find is either his website or a forum post where people will normally just recommend Snapshooter if it's on the DigitalOcean forums. Um, they think DigitalOcean support will also recommend it. So, but his so his main channel is basically DigitalOcean, and that's where most of his customers are. But because the product has evolved so much, he can. He, he has a great tool for any type of backup, right? But you can't, it's hard to uh, position everything for everyone, right? So I think it's a really interesting challenge and it kind of made me think, and I would love to get your thoughts on it. Like what should Simon do about that? Like he's obviously trying to um, get outside of those challenges by, for example, sponsoring this podcast, but also... It's almost like starting a new business because the in his case the acquisition challenge is so tied to the the product, like mm-hmm. there's an obvious uh, acquisition challenge that he's kind of not tapped out, but he, well he kind of has because he's like the number one <laughs> for that. Yeah. And if he wants to grow beyond that, is and and then the other thing is like when you're just an indie business like Simon, uh, he has one employee. Um. He could also just start another company, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So you do kind of because Snapshooter is going to be it's going to be confusing when he starts to say Snapshooters about other things as well. Sure, I find it really interesting. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, you have to put some conditions on it at first, just for to understand motivations, because I I don't know him well enough to know. But if your motivation were to branch out to other areas, I think um, my uh, because of my personal sort of bent towards business development, I do start to think about what's what's an established brand in the AWS space. For example, what are podcasts that would reach, you know, into those folks? And I think like he's starting to do that, obviously, by sponsoring this. And here I am on AWS and I don't, I always had him bucketed it. So it's working. It's kind of working, actually. Like I'm thinking about it. Um, at the same time, you could also launch like a different name and just have that be your this for AWS. So instead of calling it Snapshooter and like diluting all that brand equity that you have with DigitalOcean, you could have yeah. just come up with some other clever name and use the same tech. So it's it's just literally the same tech underneath, but you invest upfront in branding so that you don't yeah. have to teach me that it's oh no, now it does this. You could almost just say, oh yeah, the same, you know, from the makers of Snapshooter is blank it now does has all the same features but it's for aws and i love that, maybe idea, that would, actually maybe that would actually help me think of it as um tailored for because if you think about the, the other thing i'm so i'm going to send like a link to other people try to persuade them to, t- to check this out you don't want those people to have that same sort of indelible impression that it's a digital ocean thing 
Because then they're going to yeah. think like, well, there's got to be some differences and they're probably not really addressing those and, and because they're focused on DigitalOcean, so dot, dot, dot. But people are funny. Like, you, you know, this, the makers of, you know, one beverage launch a different one for athletes and, you know, trying to convince an athlete that this drink is healthy is, is a lot harder than... It, this is now healthy, you know, Coke Zero. Like, yeah. Drink Coke Zero. It, or it's like, like Coca-Cola coconut water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Coconut Water. Like maybe you should just call it Powerade Plus or something. Like you'd be better <laughs> off just launching a new brand. So that would probably be a fun thing to go down. And since it's so relatively inexpensive to launch, you know, a marketing site on Webflow or whatever. Or just these landing days, pages. A form even. Page. Yep, yep. That would be, uh, I, I, I think about that. And then using partnerships or friends, founder friends that are more in touch with, you know, founders that use those tools, I would start with them and just have them spread the news that we've launched a yeah. new product. Yeah. Yeah. He could like sponsor, like, so a friend of the show, Chris Fidao, um, he has an AWS course platform almost like that. He's, yeah. uh, selling maybe simon could sponsor uh, some episodes or some like something like railscast or i don't think that, that exists anymore laracast and more mm -hmm. podcasts in the space that's a really good idea i, I kind of love that because you are taking away from the brand by diversifying and if it's just a brand like maybe the the product it's fine to diversify the product but the brand is kind of valuable just as it is mm -hmm. and maybe yeah Instead of just getting yeah. acquired of, of one of your partners, you can just get acquired of by all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it also opens up the opportunity to say maybe that brand has value to DigitalOcean. Maybe that brand has value, you know. So you can yeah. start to treat that as a separate asset as a business yeah. and stay non-dilutive. Because if DigitalOcean does launch something, like, otherwise you're always going to be kind of tortured like okay DigitalOcean launched this new feature this thing we kind of want to co-celebrate that or something or, or talk about yeah. how we're taking advantage of x but if we do that with the ma main mast then people yeah. are going to be confused again like we're hurting ourselves so then you just end up you know diluting so far so um yeah that there you go take it well, for what it's worth that's good uh motivation for us with reform to create that brand multiple brand feature we talked about last time oh absolutely <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, I, I thought this was really good. We'll uh, we'll see what Simon says, and then uh, we can talk about it more next time. Uh, but at least there's a hot take <laughs> yeah, from that's right. from us to Simon. That's right. Yeah, and ever I mean seriously, if you're not using Snapshooter, you can do it for free, and you have that extra redundancy for your backups. So I really hope uh, people will do that. Cool. Um, do you remember? Uh, a while back, like a month ago, I, I said that we were going to go on a cruise to Oslo. <laughs> uh, yes, I did. So I, had, we, I had forgotten, but it's ring. It's, I remember when you said that now that you mentioned it. Yes. Yeah. So that never happened. Um, oh. We got sick. Not very sick, but like sick enough that we were like, hmm, we probably shouldn't go. But like it was like a, a little cold and we'd be with a cruise ship for two days. So maybe mm. it'll be fine. But then we ultimately decided not to. And then we found out that our friends in Oslo had COVID. So we were glad we didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if almost finally happened this weekend, not as a cruise, we just uh, flew up there. It's a 15 minute, 50 minute uh, fly flight from, from Copenhagen. So it's pretty easy. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah, it's the first uh, first time our son was on a plane, and uh, <laughs> he didn't care about it at all. <laughs> he, the only thing he cared about was to that he knew that he was gonna get on a train when he got off the flight. So, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is actually way more interesting, right? Because you can see things going by, and yeah, that that and he loves trains. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Nice. So. Uh, that was really cool. I, I really, really liked Oslo. I, I tweeted yeah. this picture of the public library, the main public library in Oslo, where they had like three different recording studios with like really nice podcasting gear. You can just huh. book. They had like huge tr- uh, 3D printers and wow. like DJ mixing equipment. All like Wow. Su- wow. Su- sewing machines. <laughs> everything like creative you could imagine. They just had it. <laughs> you could just... Yeah. I think Norway's doing fine economically. Um, <laughs> so yeah. That's great. I'm Taking not after spending three days <laughs> in Norway. <laughs> yeah, so ignorant question. How, how many times have you been to Norway prior? I've been on that, that specific cruise. I've been once um, okay. with an uncle who made a lot of money and mm. invited everyone in our family on a cruise to Norway mm-hmm. for a day. <laughs> Or just okay. kind of random, but fun. We everyone got a little envelope with some some uh, cash that we could uh, go on, <laughs> like a little allowance, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. I it but sounds, otherwise, sounds... I hadn't been, even though it's so close. Yeah, I do want to go. Um, have not been. I've never been farther. Yeah, I've never been up there, so that would be really. It's really beautiful. We took a train, yeah. uh, just like half an hour out of the city, and you have like. Uh, cross-country skiing and amazing views and snow <laughs> so, um, so it's quite cool. quite cool yeah oh, love it yeah i love mountains love snow i think i would like it yeah i love water it's kind of all those <laughs> nice if you also like architecture there's some some good I, stuff I as do. well for that <laughs> i do i do yeah i know nice so what's yeah. what's on the docket for this week or what do you what, what's going on man yeah we um we are going to announce our freemium product which uh (laughs) yeah so i I, first of all we're gonna launch it on uh, on or announce it on thursday i think is the plan right now i'm getting Mm -hmm. everything ready now i hope everyone will help us spread the word because i i want to see if we can make a splash i don't it's the same thing we always have with reform it's like we know it's not like we tweet about it and then people immediately sign up because they need a form. But what has worked really well so far is get as many people to know about it as possible. And then when they need a form, they'll hopefully remember us. Mm-hmm. So my goal for Thursday is kind of in my head, like my goal is to just get for all of Twitter. <laughs> and when I say all of Twitter, man. I mean kind of like the yeah. indie space <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, needs to know that Reform now has a free plan. So in their mind, the next time they think about someone or themselves, anyone that needs a form, reform pops up in their mind and they're like, oh, and there's a free plan. Yep. So that's the goal. And I hope that people will help retweet and, and amplify the message because that's basically all we can do is like see how big of a splash we can make. Yeah, uh, definitely can do that. Uh, I guess that's why they call them impressions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that I mean that's, that's our that's our metric for yeah. for Thursday is how many impressions can we get on that tweet? Yeah, I cool. um, I've been thinking man. a bit about like how to 
talk about it and 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 promote it and and I kind of I had a I think an important realization uh, this week where I I it's not just a free plan it's mm. a different product I think so I'm also mm. calling it reform free like capital F because it's it's not the normal reform and it's it, in a sense we are kind of starting over like there's so much stuff we don't know about this uh, product mm. We don't know if like, so it has our branding on it and our call to actions on it. We don't know how people will feel about that. We don't know how respondents will feel about that. We don't know if it'll be confusing. We don't know. We don't know how well it's going to convert. So mm. we don't know much. It's so in that sense, like it's, it's brand new mm -hmm. and we'll have a ton of stuff to learn and, and iterate on. Um, so I think it was an important kind of mindset um distinction to think of it as its own product because the we're going to make different decisions depending on f if it's a free user or a paid user yeah that's good and i mean thinking about your goal here of impressions it's a lot more concise to say reform free if your brain to parse that then reform now has a free plan and then you have to like yeah. it just literally takes that extra second of like okay the same thing there's a free plan now i guess I'm interested. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, that's good. And I, and if it's a new product, there's a yeah. better chance that people want to check it out as well. Exactly. It, I think it scratches that new uh, little trigger yeah. in the brain. It's like it's new, and the new thing yeah. is a whole and product. I, I send you uh, basically the the social card image that we're going to use like for it. the launch post. I like it. I like I like the colors. I, I think that caught yeah. my eye. Yeah. I I'm, I made one. Uh, change so that it just says like uh, say hello to reform free but I made one addition after the one I sent to you which was I added a some text that says 100% free form builder because I realized if people are just scrolling through Twitter I want them to see that like free form builder okay noted like someone tweeted about a free form builder and yeah, that's it like this if, if I can get that like Someone tweeted about a free form builder in their head. That's good yeah. enough for Twitter that day. Yeah, yeah, that's your uh, what? Yeah, what? What's the brand or what's the impression? It's free form builder. Yeah, and yep. then better if it's like, did Matt Wensing tweet about a free form builder? So they'll like go to your profile and see the tweet mm -hmm. maybe or mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. So uh, that's that's the plan. I'm I'm excited to see how it goes. I don't know what to expect. I I just hope we can make a big splash and then uh, we'll. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens like right now it's just no one's really noticed that we changed the pricing or that we have the free mm. form like mm -hmm. we get signups of course but i mean they don't know that anything has changed because they're new and since yeah. we haven't told our existing users and customers they also really don't know <laughs> uh i i'm actually now a little fuzzy on the exact flow because the free plan are they just on it by default or they actually do they have to opt yeah. into it which no. one sorry they're on it by default they're on it by default okay so it is truly an upgrade to go from the free plan to that so they're all, okay that's yeah. good i was trying to figure out if there's sort of like some decision point where they then have to choose do i want to be on the free or the paid um that's better because then you're basically putting that upgrade decision point sprinkling it throughout the product or just letting them kind of yeah uh opt into it when the time is right 
Yeah. Everywhere on the website where it said sign up now or something like that, I, I changed free. that to create account because create in account. my mind that felt more like, you know, if you need like a, a Google Docs account or mm-hmm. whatever, like I just feel like more like, okay, I just create an account and then I can just have a form. So yeah, yep. just playing around yep. with it, but it felt yeah, like a little friction to create an account. <laughs> Yeah, I think get started for free is is the other option. And that sometimes to me feels like, well, I'm going to start for free, but maybe I can't stay free. You know, I'm it, yeah. sort of just saying that starting. I think create your free account or create a free account mm-hmm. is the like the only other stronger because then you're like, okay, I'm not going to have to do a, a sales call as soon as I create my account or something. But um, okay, cool, man. Uh, yeah. I will help you, help you uh, throw the confetti and... Shop I appreciate it. Speaking of prices, I listened to the podcast you did with uh, my friend Chris Fidal uh, oh, yeah. on his new podcast, Pushing Boulders, mm-hmm. that people should check out. That yeah. was a really good episode. It was really strange to listen to it because so Chris is doing a, a CI service for Laravel, and I was doing a <laughs> CI service for WordPress. So yeah. him and I have been have we've had this like mastermind basically for years, where mm. we just compared notes because they were so similar what we we're doing yeah and uh, <laughs> hearing him talk to you was just one flashback after another from me like because oh, we've yeah. had we'd had all the same yeah. conversations yeah. on this podcast yep. just up for branch instead of his uh, service chipper yeah that's that really was funny. uh that was a good one i uh, i actually did uh talk to him about his prices the other day and um i basically um, and I'm sad I never got to do this for Brange, but I, ba- I basically um, really pushed really hard on the idea of starting with a, a really low price. And because he wanted, he, he wants more like expansion revenue and like uh, bigger plans. So he just have, have one plan right now. And um, I think we ended up a really interesting place. I don't know if he shared it with you, but basically we were talking about maybe he if he started with like a super low price even for teams um but a low built amount Mm. but then pretty quickly like you need to buy batches of builds or something like that so Mm -hmm. maybe his solo plan as he calls it is like basically free to get started with like a handful of builds or something like that Mm -hmm. and then the team one is maybe 15 dollars or something that's really you know feels cheap Yep. And then my so my suggestion to him was like what and I'm I'm a customer of his service so I was kind of like trying to think how I would feel about it. If if it's like I can sign up for the team account which means Bjorn and I can use it together and maybe it's $15 uh something like that. But then when I go to the checkout I get presented with options like basically upgrade options like do you want just like a small amount of builds do you want like mm. another 200 builds or another mm. 500 builds per month or do you want like the big server or just a small server so it's like i can make it more expensive on the checkout mm. page but i'm it's entirely my decision and it feels like I, it only gets more expensive if, if it's something i really want or need and psychologically so, yeah. i really like that when i at least when i try to like put myself in in a someone else well in my own shoes because I'm a customer, but mm-hmm. I like that too. I mean, it reminds me of my experience with Heroku, which was, of course, everything. It's all wedge. The whole strategy is wedge-based pricing. Yeah. It's like the wedge <laughs> is always zero or five dollars, 
but then the number of dimensions that everything scales on is insane. So there, you can have more than one of everything, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe not like a mail a mail thing add on, but like servers, databases, whatever. You can increase the size or capacity of anything. So you just end up with this like giant cube of of SKUs that you actually want, and you're like, well, that escalated quickly. You know, I started yeah. out at like I started out thinking ten dollars, but you did it to yourself at twelve hundred dollars, and I'm actually still happy because I did it to myself, and that's what I want. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, configure your dream car online. It's never going to be the starter price by the time you're done, but like it's what you want. You know, um, yeah, that can work as long as the, and, and I think with the with the buyer, so that works with products where the buyer understands all those choices really well and feels uh, very confident that they know what the value is of a larger database, of a you know more servers, et cetera, faster CPU. You know, if you understand the value, then that's really good because the customer can just kind of get enticed by all these all these little things that add up. Um, Dis- you know, who else does this outside of tech is uh, Disney World. Are ma- oh, yeah. basically Disney Disney are masters of this, right? So we'll give you the we'll advertise the one day individual pass, but you will end up walking away spending five times more than that, and you won't really know how. But you'll also feel like you had no choice. <laughs> like I needed the fast pass and the two day thing and the this and the family whatever. And yeah, it was you thought it was fifty is actually you know two hundred and fifty, but like. Oh, well, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, I think the, the key is like when people are trying to decide if they're going to sign up and pay for this or not, you want to make it low friction. But then once they've decided I'm going to do this, I'm going to become a customer of this, I'm going to pay for this. That's when they're they've kind of like passed that mental hurdle and they can think more about what they actually want or need. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you present yeah. them with too much to start with, it's like, I don't even know if I need all this stuff. Like mm. make them just make it easy to like do the first step and, and kind of commit to it. And then it's not about cheating people. It's just like you can start with really a really small thing and then you can just do whatever you want, like at as much as you will on top of that. Yeah. So now, now you're basically talking about the walk through Costco where like, you know, <laughs> ah, I'm here for this. And then you have to just walk through the whole darn thing before you know it. You're like, yeah, wow. Ikea is I, like that. As my well. cart. Oh, Ikea. That's actually even better example. You just start out. It's like, just grab a little tote bag. And then you're like, actually, yeah. we need a, <laughs> we need a giant. <laughs> but if you want, you can go and get a really cheap what? hot dog. But sure. It's in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's at the end <laughs> of your entire yeah. adventure. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they sell it at the end. That's right. That's, that's the IKEA strategy of pricing. That sounds like a. This is a blog post that should be written. Anyway, I'm sure there's twelve. Uh, cool, <laughs> I'm picturing man. you like with a you know when you hang a carrot in front of a dunk <laughs> or something, just with a hot dog in IKEA. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, I mean, coincidentally, Costco also sells the dollar fifty hot dog at the end. Oh yeah, uh, that little bit of value at the end. So, yeah. <laughs> They're ma- uh, Anyways, anyway, um, I want to just talk general. What's uh, what's going on with Summit? Yeah, short These and sweet. Uh, we had our kickoff call with the um, agency that we hired, the firm we hired to work with us in the new marketing site. We Signing. have a we have a three week timeline. I wouldn't be disappointed if it was longer, except they're actually being sort of paid by the level of effort. So. Might actually be three weeks. Well, I'm just sort of 
in my mind, I'm like, wow, this is going to be incredible if we get to where we're trying to get to in three weeks. Um, but I'm really optimistic because we're having daily stand-ups with them. And the first goal is really, this is really fun. So th- this is our third call with them, um, mostly sort of qualifying and pricing and sort of getting the engagement set up. And then, uh, and they really understanding us. So we came yesterday and it was the kickoff call and they're like, yeah, send us a list of all the websites, all the marketing sites that you like, and then maybe some that you don't like so that we can kind of triangulate, you know, your look and feel and your style and everything. And they're very, they're very talented. Like I, what they pull off visually and, and stylistically is far beyond, you know, what I could do. And, and I think most people, so it's kind of the sky's the limit opportunity where you're like, well, I really like, you know, GitHub's marketing sites and i really like this one so we're just like putting out all these like really aspirational like incredible sites um but then from that they're going to like look at it all and the first goal is not to think about like copy or layout but just to establish like the typefaces and the the sort of the feel of the overall site like is it going to feel sort of airy and spacious or is it going to feel very dense and like technical so like once we land on that you know, they're going to show us some options in terms of the look and feel. And then next week, we're going to work on the language and the content and sort of what do we want cost, what do we want prospects to come away with. And one strategy, um, the strategy that they're going to use that they've had a lot of success with is they call them scenes. And each little section should sort of be like a plot point in the prospect's sort of journey with you where they can imagine themselves like starting here and then if you use this product you'll have this experience and like visualize or illustrate that sort of moment of change in their life or their work life where they experience that and then at the end it's kind of like okay they're in the new world everything's better and you know help them visualize that so you're really using the site their strategies use the site to help the prospect imagine a better world you know where you know where if i start doing this i will end up here and I really like that it's strategic in that sense. Like, I think left to my own devices, I probably would have just shown a bunch of features and explained things, you know, on a more kind of in a flatter way, if you will. But they want us to help the prospect go on this journey. And um, and then if you think about that, it just goes right into onboarding then. So it's like, okay, you believe, you have this vision in your mind of what life is going to be like after you start using this product. Once you click that button, you're sort of now on that journey. So just a really tight integration of marketing and products like value delivery. Um, and I just love the fact that this is like being thought through in a couple other brains because I have so much else to think about. <laughs> like, <laughs> to, I like, I love the idea. I love that concept, but the, the challenge of like trying to on my own or with Ryan on our own, like come up with and think through what those are and what we should show and then animate and all that stuff obviously pretty overwhelming. So, um, yeah, so that started yesterday. That's this week's goal. And on the product side, I guess, I have are you sure you're not just training an AI <laughs> with those example <laughs> websites? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, that's actually great. That's funny. I bet you somebody could develop a tool that helps people like them do that. Right. It's like, I like Stripe. I like GitHub generative, <laughs> generative uh look and feel you know that's got to be coming like the gpt through i mean it's already there i, I see uh, one of one of our investors joshua schachter angel investors he had this incredible like uh generative art example recently where he said art deco necromancer banana 
Those were the three words. And like <laughs> and some algorithm some algorithm drew a painting of a like dark wizard holding a banana with like art deco style. I'm like that's <laughs> it's incredible. Um, yep. So yeah, on the on the product side, uh we are working on charts. Peter's working on charts. I'm no longer distracting him with other things uh, like you know, the, the high-frequency uh, simulations. So focusing on charts. <laughs> his true calling. His real calling. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hoping we get that knocked out um, soon-ish. And then uh, we are making, uh, we're breaking ground, like kind of laying out the work for uh, the road to a public API. So starting with, the ability to kind of publish your model. What does that mean to publish your model? So right now you can work on a model internally, you can share it with your teammates, but what we want to have is the ability for you to say, this model has value to others on the internet. So how do I kind of deploy it, if you will? And we're actually thinking about, I don't know if deploy would be kind of off-putting for our users, but maybe publish. And then once you do that, it, it basically creates a production copy of your model that sits in a different environment, sort of, obviously this is all kind of uh, meta, but it's it's in a different environment. You don't edit that one. That's sort of running out there. And then other people can safely use that to power you know, their marketing sites, their features, et cetera, et cetera. So we're kind of introducing a deployment concept. That might be the first thing we do, but it would also have utility for folks like you because you could say, you know, sort of commit or publish this model. And then you can mess around a bunch and like easily go back to the to the one that you published or saved. So it's like a, you know, it's basically Draft. a restore. Yeah, yeah. So you're basically introducing these save points, which is, again, sort of like this concept of, oh, source control, right? Um, yeah. That you could do a diff or roll back to your previous version safely and... Yeah, I think that's better to go down that path now instead of, you know, maybe a more collaborative pair programming path where it's like, okay, you're both editing the same model, but, you know, it's just, um, it's not stable enough to do, you know, to allow you to like create an API because ultimately if you're going to publish a model and others are going to have an API into it, like you can't be editing that model <laughs> that they've built like their products and services on. So we need to help you not harm your own end users right yeah that's cool we uh that's kind of how reform well it's not but we have the same concept oh yeah yeah published. right yeah yeah exactly so you publish the form and then i imagine you don't want people sort of live you wouldn't like want to auto save all of their little changes if they're tweaking no stuff. once it's published we stop auto saving we're right, actually we had exactly. an interesting challenge this week that we are solving where um, we don't we don't have great support right now if you have several tabs open of reform or if someone mm -hmm. else is working on the form at the same time as you. So uh, we came up with a really simple solution, which is just to hash the entire form. And then every time the front end saves the form, it gets a hash back from the back end. And if it doesn't provide the same hash the next time it saves the form, the back end won't accept, um, Neat. accept it. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, we, we need a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it's gone. Um, we are... Sweet. Oh, and I, uh, I guess last last note, although it's uh, not, it's pretty big for a PS. Uh, I went to, <laughs> I went to Minneapolis this weekend. Oh yeah, you did. 
Yep, for two days. And uh, just, I didn't want to go for the whole conference. It's a little long for me to like, I would just be so exhausted five days of, of, of that, like Saturday to Wednesday. So uh, Tiny Seed was having a bunch of um, get togethers and just hangouts and whatnot on Saturday and Sunday. So I got in early on Saturday. And then um, I just love that, you know, a lot of us were able to uh, sort of put a real life you know, relationship, if you will, or interaction to what's otherwise just a digital sort of friendship, right? So we were meeting people for the first time, you know, IRL, uh, in many cases for me, was really fun, um, including I was trying to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my initial plan was to sort of uh, joy of missing out. And then, and then I got the dinner invitation invite saying, hey, any Tiny Seed alumni are welcome. I started looking at prices and Sky was like, you should really consider it. It sounds like fun. And so I just went for it. Went, yeah, spent spent two nights, came home early yesterday morning, but uh, had a blast on Saturday and Sunday and saw yeah, a lot of Tiny Seed. And one thing I'll say, having not been to a Tiny Seed retreat for years, it's just incredible to go into a thing now and like it's a reception for Tiny Seed, but it's like, I don't know how many people, let's just say 50, 60, 70 people is what it was. It's like, wow. This is, and this is not even all the cohorts, right? This is just like a couple batches yeah. and, you know. And a few extras, so it was really neat, um, and I got a lot of nice. value out of it just talking. So, yeah, yeah, I uh, got the picture. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. glad you didn't I'm forget sorry. about me entirely. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we did. Set, uh, Derek did send a picture. It's very kind of him. But uh, we wish we wish you were there, and we will make it happen somehow, some way. Yeah, we'll, we'll come to Europe. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, cool. Before we sign this, off. We need yeah. to give a shout out to our yes. show notes sponsors this week. Well, there's only one yeah. this week, and that is Mailman. And uh, Mailman is great. We talked about it last week as well. But uh, Mailman is a Gmail plugin that allows you to control who can send you emails and when they can send you emails. And mm-hmm. if you check out the link in our show notes, you'll get a nice discount. And nice. Uh, yeah, you find Clever the link name. in our show notes because they are show notes sponsor. And if anyone else is interested in becoming a show notes sponsor, they can go to autobeta.fm and click the sponsor us link. Yay. Fantastic. That'll take you to a form. That's it. <laughs> it will lead to a awesome. form. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. Good to see you, man. Cool. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.